lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way. Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner and Managing Partner at Step Right Capital Planning. Welcome to Step Right with Lynn. My guest today is Ellen Swartz. We're going to discuss how to encourage children to care. We often hear the words spoiled, entitled, self-centered, coddled, or even lazy uh, used to describe children today. And I think that Ellen's going to tell us that it's just not so. Uh, before we bring Ellen in on the air, um, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about your retirement. There's a difference between retiring and retiring well, and advice makes that difference. When the time comes, will you be ready for retirement? You've worked too hard to leave things to chance, and it's time for some solid financial advice. 74% of households with a plan feel confident that they will have enough money to retire comfortably, compared to just 52% of non-advised households. It's time to know for sure if you're going to be okay because you just don't want to get by in retirement. I can offer sound financial planning advice so that you can make the most of your retirement. Send me an email at lynn at stepright.ca and we'll arrange a time for you to take advantage of a free, confidential, no-obligation telephone consultation. That's lynn at stepright.ca L-Y-N-N at StepRight, S-T-E-P-R-I-G-H-T dot C-A. So what about this so-called me generation? Are we really raising children who feel they're entitled? Are they spoiled? Do they, be- do, do they believe that they deserve a lot for doing a little? Are they self-centered? Alan Swartz believes that if we give children the proper tools and guidance they can achieve the impossible. Ellen's program, Project Give Back, helps children develop empathy, builds character, and ignites community-minded citizens. Ellen Swartz is an elementary teacher, community leader, author, public speaker, and advocate for research awareness and screening for neurodegenerative diseases. As founder of Project Give Back, she links her decades of teaching together with her personal passion for charitable causes. She's also the co-founder of Jacob's Ladder, a Canadian foundation for the control of neurodegenerative diseases. Jacob's Ladder has raised over $2 million toward research, education, and awareness into neurodegenerative illnesses. Ellen has bravely shared her personal experience in a book entitled Lessons from Jacob. A disabled son teaches his mother about courage, hope, and the joy of living life to the fullest. Ellen has the ability to move and inspire audiences due to her unwavering belief in her son's ability, her steadfast commitment to education and research into neurodegenerative diseases, and her heartfelt desire to help others cope with life's toughest challenges. She has been featured in numerous television shows, radio broadcasts, newspapers, and magazines. She was named one of more magazines, Canadian Top 40 Over 40. Ellen was honored a woman of action by Israel Cancer Research Fund 
as well as honours by the Havda and Aish Toronto. In August 2012, she was awarded a Queen's Jubilee Medal. Ellen lives in Toronto with her husband, Jeff, and their three children, Jacob, Beverly, and Ben. Welcome, Ellen. Got a little bit of static there. We didn't really hear you, Alan. Really? quiet now. Are you still there? Ellen, do we have you still? Okay, we are having some technical difficulties. We have lost Ellen for the moment. I think she's going to uh, call in on another line and we'll have her uh, we'll have her back shortly, uh, hopefully. Um, and so while we um, are waiting for uh, Ellen to come back, what I would like to do is to remind our listeners um, that the Grand River Festival will begin on November the 3rd, and it will run to uh, November the 8th. Uh, that takes place um, in the Waterloo region. Um, I encourage you to get your tickets at griff.ca. That's G-R-F-F dot C-A. The opening gala on Monday, November the 3rd, features the movie Elaine Stritch, Shoot Me about the eccentric life of the actress. Uh, we will be joined by the director of the film, Chimi Karasawa. We, a poet, musician, and actress, Janice Lee, will give a special presentation. And our guest MC that evening will be the award-winning Canadian actress, Jennifer Dale. Uh, I'm especially looking forward to the closing gala on November the 8th, which will feature as the keynote speaker, three times Nobel Peace Prize nominee, Dr. Iseldine Aberlash. He's known as the Gaza Doctor, and the film Sepeda will also be shown um, that evening, about a young Iranian woman who wants to attend university and study astronomy. Now, um, she's told um, that this is not a ladylike thing to do, uh, but she's determined um, and this movie is about her story. It's it's going to be a spectacular uh, film. Uh, a closing reception is also included in the price for that evening, um, and it will be held at the Dunfield Theatre in Cambridge on Saturday, November the 8th. Um, you can see the trailer of these and the other films that will be shown this week um, at griff.ca, that's G-R-F-F, .ca. Ellen, I understand we're ready to go. Thank you. Are so you back? Much. Sorry about that. I'm back. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. Well, yes, it just wasn't going to work the way we were going. It wasn't. Uh, you you were you were more static than voice. So now we can wow. hear you. That's great. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm really intrigued um, to learn about the work that you're doing um, with children and encouraging them to, um, you know, to get uh, engaged in their communities. So thanks for joining us today. 
Well, thank you for having me. So what made you develop uh, this program that we're going to talk about? Oh, boy, lots of reasons. But uh, mostly I was I was a teacher for 18 years, and I developed this program in my own classroom because I really wanted to teach my students something very meaningful. And so I, I took the entire curriculum of language arts, media literacy, um, and especially character education, and built this curriculum so it was one project that lasted a full year. And mm-hmm. it was so successful that in my own classroom that I piloted in other schools and just built it very slowly and carefully from, from then on. Okay. Um, so is this a usual thing for a teacher to do? Not typically. Um but I we we have a very we have a a child with severe disabilities so and medical issues so I had to be you know he became my number one priority and right. I couldn't teach full time I had to okay. you know mm-hmm. uh, but I not working wasn't an option either so mm-hmm. I decided to take this on the road and from there I've just never looked back from there. So it's okay. not, not well, something typical that happens. Right. So um, tell us more about your son. Well, Jacob was born with a fatal, rare neurodegenerative disease called Canavan disease. So we were told he wouldn't be able to walk or talk or see or breathe well or move. And wow. we were told he wouldn't, yeah, we were told he wouldn't live to his fifth, fifth birthday. Um he is severely, severely handicapped, but he mm-hmm. is 17 years old now. Wow, that's quite an accomplishment. Yeah, and he's a delight. He is just, uh, uh, I, I'd say he's my muse, you know. He's uh, part of also why I built this program, because it's all based on empathy and acceptance, and okay. he's taught me about, about that. Um, and and so did you did you see a lack of empathy and acceptance um, surrounding your son? So, well, I see because he is is as uh, disabled as he is. He's in a wheelchair uh, and he's reclined, mm-hmm. and he you know there's tubes and lines all over the place and uh, you know it's it's overwhelming for a lot of people to see i i they're not used to it you know uh, kids like like jacob for years weren't weren't out in the community so people in it especially adults who see him you know their <laughs> jaws drop and they look at me or they look away or they They'll walk the other way because uh, they're not sure how to act around people who are who are very different. Right, right. You know, I find um, children are very curious, right? And that sure. I love that. Yep. I love questions, and because as soon as you ask a question and you learn the answer, you just familiarize yourself with something different. Right. So, what would you say? Um, before we get on to more about the children and their curiosity, um, what would you say is the right reaction for an adult? If an adult's unsure of how to react, what would you tell them is the right way? 
a helpful way, a positive way. To smile, to smile, mm. and, and almost always you'll you'll get that smile back. And then just the right. comfort that follows that connection just from something as simple as a smile. You right. Know, um, just acknowledgement rather than looking the other way. Right. Because I, I think that as a child, probably my, probably the way I was taught was don't dare. Right. Don't stare. Ex- ex- open yeah, don't sure. stare. Sure. You know, you know, I as, as a child. I love people stare. I love it. Because, uh, because then I can, I can, uh, Jacob isn't able to see, but I can smile at them. And right. then all of a sudden it just, it just opens up. It's, this, an, it's engagement at least, isn't it? Right. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. staring with your mouth wide is a different <laughs> no, thing. No, uh, well, yeah. Thing. Yeah. But from a child, that type of staring is, you know, is, is probably just something very natural. Right. Right? It's right. not, it, it, there's nothing malicious in it. It's like, oh, my no. God. What? You know? But um, from adults, uh, you know, they don't typically stare. It's uh, turn turn away. You know, look away mm-hmm. from anything that comes Right, you know, right. So they wouldn't that, stare because they were told, don't stare. <laughs> right. right, right, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, but I would, I would, I would understand what what you mean about you know the lack of engagement is not um, is not helpful. No, either. Yeah. No. Do you know that it's time for us to go to break already? And uh, okay. I'm really looking forward to hearing more about this after the break. a contribution that you dream of making. In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm. Want to hear the best kept secret in the Waterloo region? The opening gala of the Grand River Film Festival is November 3rd, followed by five days of captivating films and dialogue. Galas, guest performances, Q&As with directors, red carpet, after parties, a fashion exhibit, comedies, documentaries, audience engagement with industry professionals and newsmakers. There is something for everyone. The Grand River Film Festival, celebrating an inspiring community through the shared experience of film. Check it out at griff.ca. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atozen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. We're back. Uh, today we have as our guest Ellen Swartz, 
and we're learning about Project Give Back. It's a program that Ellen developed to teach children how to be empathetic and engaged in their communities. So, Ellen, you you had an idea, you had a vision. Um, what was your vision, and and how did you um, and how did you attempt to to develop it? Well, my vision was uh, to try to engage children to be responsible for their own actions and to be kind to others and to find something that they are truly, truly passionate about. Usually it's a charity and to learn about that charity and teach others about it. So Mm. it's really the purpose was for children to teach other children about our world and what really matters in our world. Okay. Um, so where where do you begin to to do that with children? Well, the curriculum is a is a year long curriculum. So our teachers go in once a week, usually for forty minutes, to a grade four, five, or six classroom, and they go consistently once a week till usually starting in October right through to May. So it's a it's a full journey. Uh, it's the first class is is what I said before they they are sent home to go and find their passion. Usually, I would start the class or launch the class by telling my own personal story about my son uh Jacob mm-hmm. and about his journey and about the charity that we started because of his life and that inspires them to go home and find out well what's our story what what matters mm. to us what's what's important to me. So the next class, then they come back with their own personal topic. So everybody pick their own journey, which is what's so interesting about it, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's the same curriculum, but it's very different for everyone. Then they learn how to reach out to the charity. They they actually phone the charity, which kids these days, uh, they don't really make phone calls anymore. I don't know wow, if you that's true. children or <laughs> it's that that uh, skill of connecting mm-hmm. is becoming a lost skill. So it brings them back to the just the basics there and, and calling a charity and saying, hello, I'm who they are and I'm doing a project on your charity um, and telling them why and to please mm-hmm. send me information. So then the next then the next class, as we build on that, they the children actually become little detectives, and they <laughs> do some research. They research okay. into their cause. Then the next class, they learn how to write down all that research and to put it into their own words about why this charity matters, why they picked it, how it's changing the world, some really key facts about this cause. Um, mm-hmm. They learn how to write a speech and then how to speak right from their heart. Then what happens wow. really interesting is that the, there's a change. So the students become the teachers, and mm-hmm. the teachers and the rest of the class become the students. So they each have a day where, they, where they're the teacher, and they have 40 mm-hmm. minutes that they teach the class about what matters to them. Wow. So we learn about... I mean, we'll learn about cancer causes, we'll learn about animal causes, environmental, uh, different hospitals, um, global efforts here and around the world, uh, Plan Canada, girls' rights. Uh, it, it's 
such a gap wow. in what what we learn about from them and the discussions are just so so deep and meaningful. And then oh, there's that's little amazing. you know, the little miracles that go on inside these little lessons, the teachable teachable moments, um, that it allows us is incredible. Yeah. I so could imagine there'd much, be some yeah. some wonderful conversations. Um Yeah. They're very rich, and sometimes what one student will say or present will bring something out in another class. I mean, for instance, one child was talking about a woman's shelter. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. called Nellie's Place, a place in Toronto. And then another boy in the class stood up and said, well, when we lived uh, in another city, we had to run away from my dad, and we lived in a shelter very similar to this for four months. Right. So, wow. and then the mother had called us after and said, "Never has there been a time that my son has opened up about this. All the therapy he wouldn't. And thank goodness wow. he will talk about this now." And so, you know, that's that's just one little story, but there's there's hundreds of stories like that. Mhm. Mhm. I guess he just, you know, he he felt that he wasn't the only one. I guess maybe at that point. Right. Well, it, it's it's safe. Everybody's sharing what what mm-hmm. really matters to them, and it's run by teachers who are are trained to handle any situation. Yeah, <laughs> uh, wow. What goes on in these discussions? But it's really it really introduces empathy, as I said, to these mm-hmm. students. And that's something that cannot be taught. It has to be felt and developed. Right? And he it's, must have felt very safe to share that. Yes, well, it is yeah. a very, starting with you know the teacher's own personal experience. That's what launches the whole thing. So right away, you're sharing something deeply important to you, and that matters. And and usually the children will will follow. Yeah, and even even all of those, um, all of the different topics or, or causes that you you mentioned. Um, you know, it, it's really bringing awareness um, in that group to all of those causes, too, right? It's, oh my God! It's God. not just that. It's not just that one person studied it and wrote a report. No, right? The, the whole, right. you know, sounds like the whole group is is uh, gaining an awareness from from the way you're um, from the way this is being presented. Right. Exactly. So children so, really are teaching about the world that we live yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you talk about journeys. Um, you know, t- tell me how it's it's like a journey. Well, because the whole thing is a journey and a, like almost a awakening because, you mm-hmm. know, they walk into the first class and they don't know what's hitting them. And then they go home and they learn about something in their life that they may not necessarily have known about and then they they learn about it and they understand it and they they get to share it with others and then often they become advocates for those causes and I what I'm finding is years later when children are in high school they have to do I, I'm not fond of this term it's called community service but mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe just even community responsibilities better, but they have to do community hours, 
And right. I'm finding that a lot of these children will divert back to the charities that they chose and they will become involved and it's not that they have to do hours, it's they get to do hours. It's a mm-hmm. it's a privilege to be able to do this. So right. it's just changing those those attitudes, right? Yeah. So who gets to, who gets to take this class? Well, it's usually students that are in grade four, five, or six. So it's catered to Oh, it's to that one. young. Wow. Young. young. Cool. It's eye-opening. It's, it really is, you know, um, from learning what your postal code is <laughs> to, yeah. to learning about what's, what's happening in the world uh, with the, the person right next to you, something you may not have known. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, and it, it is eye-opening. And I love it so young because they're they're so excited about it, and they want to learn, and they want to do, and they they want to succeed. And almost always, the children do so much more work than necessary. And mm. I'll, I'll ask them, "Why did you work so hard? I can see you did so much more than than we asked." And they they they'll just look at me and say, "Because it's so important. It matters." And I loved it. They don't they don't feel like it's work. Wow. And I say, well, that's how I feel coming in every every week. It's this is this is not work for me. This is something I love to do, right? So we all mm-hmm. have that same feeling, and it's fun. So how many how many schools um, are are using this this curriculum in grades four, five, and six? Well, right now there's 20 schools, um, mm-hmm. and there's 44 classes a week. Um, to scale it, because I I hire very, very special, as you can imagine, very special teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I, I have teachers volunteer for a year. They come and they sit in classes and just to that it's something that they really want to do. Okay. And I'll only give them one or two classes the following year uh, just to make sure it's run successfully. Hmm. Um, for me, it's not really about the quantity of schools out there and the quantity of classes, it's about the quality. Yeah. Are we hitting yeah. are we are we really teaching the lessons? It's it's education and I and I really just feel it should be done right. Mhm. Mhm. So is it values you're teaching? Uh yes, it's values. Um uh, but as well as as skills. Skills in life. Mm. Writing, okay. presenting, um, following your passion. Um, there's, there's just so many, so many skills that are learned, and some okay. we don't even know. <laughs> you know, they just come up in, in class. But it's, okay. uh, yeah, it's quite the journey. Right. Um, so tell us about, you know, about some of the the children and the causes that that they have um, that they've chosen to to do. Wow. Um, well, there's okay. Let me give you this this one example because I I just love love this example. There was a little boy who has a brother with with autism, mm-hmm. and he he was cho- choosing um, I think it was autism speaks as his cause. Mm-hmm. And the little boy before he gave his speech, he stood at the front of the class and he said, "Okay, I want one of you to come to the front of the classroom." So he asked this little girl, to come to the front. And she said, now, I'm going to read a book to you, but before I do, I'm going to ask a few more people to come up. 
So he has another boy come up, and he was tapping this little girl on the head. And then Mm. he asked another boy to come up and poke this little girl in the shoulder. He asked Uh another little little boy in the class to go turn the lights on and off and on and off. Oh, my. So he says, okay, guys, I'm going to read this story. It was just a picture book to you, Mm -hmm. to the girl. I want you to flick the lights and you guys to tap and poke. Ready? Pay attention to me. And he says, go. And he starts to read and the poking and tapping and the lights are going on and off. And then the teacher just says, okay, enough, stop. Because you could just see that everybody was getting a little uncomfortable with all this. Yeah, and anxious. the presenter, the presenter says, that's how my brother feels every second of the day. Wow. Right? Yeah. Yep. So talk yep. about a lesson, right? So wow. we, were, we were right. Yeah. So that's one one example of of the lesson. So, and and, he went and on. such a lot of thought went into that to for him to right. figure out how he could communicate that experience. Right. Yeah. And actually in the end of that class his brother came in and we all got to meet his brother, which was which was you know, sensational. Oh, that's mom and yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so it also brings home and school together really beautifully. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, yeah. We have to go to a, to a commercial break again, Ellen. Um, but okay. when we come back, I'd love to hear about more of the children that have uh, um, that have taken part in um, in this project. Okay. a contribution that you dream of making. In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. Want to hear the best kept secret in the Waterloo region? The opening gala of the Grand River Film Festival is November 3rd, followed by five days of captivating films and dialogue. Galas, guest performances, Q&As with directors, red carpet, after parties, a fashion exhibit, comedies, documentaries, audience engagement with industry professionals and newsmakers. There is something for everyone. The Grand River Film Festival, celebrating an inspiring community through the shared experience of film. Check it out at grift.ca. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Right with Lynn. My guest today is Ellen Swartz, uh, and we've been talking about uh, her program, Project Give Back. It's a program that she developed, and it encourages children to care. Um, and 
teaches them a lot of skills as well as um you know values and um you know certainly it sounds like there's a lot of support that happens in the classroom when this is going on as well so ellen um are there other children that have that have chosen um you know topics that that you can tell us about Oh, yes. We have, you know, kids choosing a whole scope. I mean, we have over 500 causes now that are being mm. helped by our by our children. I mean, if you wow. check out the website, uh, www.projectgiveback.com, and you check on our charities, there's just the whole gamut. If the charity's up there, it's not a charity that I love. It's a charity that's been chosen and a child wow. in our program has chosen. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's pretty cool to go and look through and see see what causes matter to our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, one off the another story that's just kind of off my head that I I can think about is there was this there's this young young girl and her name's Sloane, and she chose Mount Sinai Hospital in Toronto, um, mm-hmm. and her reason was because her mom basically lived there for a year. Her mom mm-hmm. has um, colo- uh, uh, ulcerated colitis, so she okay. chose Mount Sinai because she has was having surgery after surgery. Mm-hmm. They had spent birthdays at the hospital. They, she was just spending all her time at the hospital, and life was very tough for this family. And so Sloan um, dedicated her her topic to to this hospital. And when she came in and she taught her lesson, she talked about the hospital and how it's helped her mother and how difficult this year has been for all of them. And she had all of her all of her classmates make cards for all the nurses at the hospital. Um, mm-hmm. She said how warm and kind these nurses have been to her and her family. And she went down there and personally delivered all these cards that were made in class to all the nurses on the floor that were caring for her mother. So it was just such a such a beautiful lesson that, mm-hmm. you know, not a lot of effort, but we were all to really reach out and make these nurses feel so important, right? Yes. Um, and I wonder how and I wonder how the nurses felt. And I wonder how the students felt. And I wonder how that little girl felt taking them in as well. That's it. And that's why yeah. it's called, like, the 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 logo of To Give Back is a boomerang, right? And we tell people okay. what happens when you throw kindness out there, it hits you harder. So that's Aww. just uh, one of those examples of of giving and being kind. Mm-hmm. So they learn this lesson over and over and over again. You know, every lesson is basically around, about that boomerang. Oh, that's terrific. Uh, so are there are there other stories you'd like to share? I mean, one, one I mean, it's personal, but it's, it's very sweet, is my all my kids have been through the program at their school, mm-hmm. and my daughter chose, chose Jacob's Ladder, you know, because that's our family right. charity, and that's in her heart. But our son, who's who was 11, uh, he said, you know, I know you want me to choose Jacob's Ladder, but... Uh-huh. Sports is my thing. Can and I love Jake, but can I choose a sports one? I love sports. I want all kids to be able to play sports like me. So he chose Aww. right to play, mm-hmm. and he's developed this relationship. And it's been two years since he did it with this this charity. I mean, for his birthdays, he asks 
for money instead of gifts mm. for right to play. So he he's he's collected uh, nickels and he counts them up and he he collects them and then he gives that to right to play. And right to play had an event and it was a skate with the founder and Ben was invited. It came in the mail. It was the invitation was to Ben Schwartz, not to, not to us. I just thought <laughs> that was so amazing. So we went as his date, right? Ah, uh, so yeah. So he's just so engaged, and I just know that that this relationship with him will be lifelong. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I had nothing to do with that, right? Like oh. it, was, it was the program, but it wasn't me saying, "Ben, you have to do this." Ben, you have to do this. It was just something he learned from, from yeah. doing the program. Yeah, no, it is um it is wonderful to you know to think that that they're starting um you know they're starting to to develop these things that they feel passionate about helping at that age. Right. Um, it's that's pretty exciting. When you talk about about birthdays, I heard a I heard a gentleman um talking about birthdays and it had to do with with values and I just wonder if if this plays in a little bit because I mean you're teaching wonderful values but we may we may have lost a little something you know in 1950 the example was mom was at home she didn't work so she made a scratch cake and you know probably cost less than a dollar and then you know some years later um, life is busier we have a cake mix. So that probably costs $2.50, but mom still made it. And then we get, you know, everybody's working and rushing to programs and this and that. So we pick up a cake on the way home and it's a $20 cake. And then we've gotten to to the point where now kids' birthdays are, um, you know, sometimes people feel they need, you know, to rent a play area, uh, you know, to do something extravagant you know, a costume that could cost two hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollars for a child's birthday party. Yeah, um, don't I know it? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's crazy when all kids want to do is play. You know, in a yeah. backyard, like they don't really need they don't need anything that excessive, right? Right. Right. But it's it's all right. far, it's our fault, right? We <laughs> we can mm-hmm. go back. Well, it. you know, and it's it's the whole consumerism and everything that that you know we're maybe getting our kids caught up in as well but um you know and it is because life has changed mom's not always at home to make the scratch cake anymore either um but but so you know i think parents sometimes out of out of guilt rent the play area right right and so um but yes if you can you know to use your birthday or um you know any any of these things that we celebrate can be used in a way to to reach out to others too. So well, one of my um, fa- I don't know if you've heard have you heard of Echo Age? No. Nope. Oh, this is so cool. So Echo Age is run by a couple uh, two moms who and it's echoage.com and these moms were just they were so fed up with these birthday parties, all the the decadence of Mm-hmm. Of spending all the money on invitations and and venues, and so they developed this website. and And I, I think their biggest pet peeve was the gifts, like the thirty. Who needs mm-hmm. thirty Lego sets, right? Who needs? You right. know, it's it's decadent. What are you teaching your child, right? Yep. So they developed this website, and what it is 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 you register. They take care of all the invitations of everything. It's all done by by electronically. 
and mm-hmm. a child can choose a cause that they truly that they truly care about. So that you can go mm-hmm. on the site and there's a ton of these causes, and and then all the guests send in money. So half mm-hmm. the money goes to the cause, and the other half goes collectively to one gift for the child from all the guests. Oh, yeah. So it's just a it's mm-hmm. a nice. It's a nice thing to do for a birthday, and and the child gets to pick the child, right? Mm-hmm. It's, um, accountability. It's it's really nice. Yeah, yeah. Because we still need to have fun. We still need to make it special. But well, of um, course, it doesn't love yeah. your birthday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Older, not as much fun. <laughs> but, yeah. Um. Yeah, so you you spoke about the teachers and how special they are. Um, mm-hmm. How do you find the right teachers? Uh, well, usually uh, it's all it's word of mouth. So uh, a teacher who well, it's usually somebody who has been a teacher for years, and then they mm-hmm. had their children, and they couldn't they couldn't teach full time, or a retired teacher, someone who okay. was teaching forever, and they they just they couldn't. They couldn't handle the hours. It was too long, and they retired, and they just wanted to do something um, part-time that was also giving back to the community so that they felt mm. really empowered by. Mm-hmm. So so they call me, and I, I usually interview them and meet with them, and, and I'll set them up with um, one of my partner teachers, and they'll volunteer for a while. And then we meet again, and we do all, you know, the police checks and all that, and we just make right. sure that um, that it's a fit. So that's, mm. that's how I've been doing it in the past, and it, it seems to be working really, really well. Great. So mm. you, you mentioned there was 500 causes. How many children will have gone through this program at this point? This I, I, I believe there's about 4,500 students have been wow. so far. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. I No, I'm about 8,000 students have gone through this. 8,000. 8,000. Wow. Well, yeah, that's, going to make an imp- that's going to make an impact in the community for sure. Sure hope so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So does it, um, like a school then, how does a school get involved? Do they, and then do they plug it in as an English or... Um, how does the yes. school fit it in, and how do they get involved? Well, if every school does it differently, in that we work okay. with the school to try to find where to put it into their curriculum. Um, some are on rotating basis. Some are, you know, every school is runs very differently. So um, it just depends. But we we hmm. work with them. Okay. Uh, sorry. Do I, they get I a? Forgot. They, I guess it. At, in grade four, five, six, like is it a credit or is it a subject on their report card or? Well, it's really part of the language arts. Okay. It's, it's part of homeroom. So uh, they would they would fit it into their weekly planning. But they can and they can highlight anything on their report card because it has to do with research. It has to do with a project. It has to do with the speech speech writing, speech delivery. So a teacher can use any part of this in in her curriculum. But we mm-hmm. basically come in as, as visiting teachers. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um, usually it's brought, like a principal would call me and say, I'm really interested in having this. 
and then the parents association if there is one may have a budget for half of to half the class and then i have a pool of sponsors who usually pay for the other half and that's that's okay. how we've been working wonderful um do you know what? It's time for us to go to a commercial break again, and after that, we're going to want to really hear what you, you know, your your final thoughts, what you really want us to know um, about uh, Project Give Back, um, and uh, just just some final thoughts and and a bit about you know where you see the future of it going as well. So okay. we'll talk okay. again right after this break. Okay. there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm. Want to hear the best kept secret in the Waterloo region? The opening gala of the Grand River Film Festival is November 3rd, followed by five days of captivating films and dialogue. Galas, guest performances, Q&As with directors, red carpet, after parties, a fashion exhibit, comedies, documentaries, audience engagement with industry professionals and newsmakers. There is something for everyone. The Grand River Film Festival, celebrating an inspiring community through the shared experience of film. Check it out at grift.ca. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Again, this is Lynn Wedham, and I'm speaking with Ellen Swartz. Uh, she's here representing Project Give Back. So, Ellen, um, if our listeners don't have this happening in their school, but their parents or their grandparents, and they'd like to see, um, you know, this developing empathy within their children and their grandchildren, what advice or ideas um, could you give families? to um, to kind of foster some of the same values? Uh, well, that's a very good question. First of all, modeling, right? Like if, okay. if a family or grandparent, they're involved in a cause, share it. Allow them to see uh, what they're doing. Why are they stuffing envelopes? Why, whatever, whatever they're doing, why they're canvassing, why, they're, why it matters, and invite mm-hmm. the the child to come along, so um, include them. I, I kids kids really want to help. They really mm-hmm. want to be part of the the world, and and they're not too young to become involved. 
Um, well, and I, I think I think your stories uh, emphasize that too, because yes. sometimes we think we're you know protecting children that they are too young to know about um, shelters for people from abuse, and um, you know I think your stories um, you well, know your stories you... illustrate it's better to talk about it. Well, it's also how you you know I think it's uh, how you approach the topic when it's something like like that it, it would be bullying in the home sometimes they mm. bully in the yard right because they would understand the that right? right so it has to be taught in a way that's not scary but in a right. way that's eye-opening right there's yes. a huge difference um and age appropriate right so right um yes if you don't have this i mean it's um that that's basically i think the key is to to model to teach, mm-hmm. to allow your children to to learn about a cause, and maybe maybe have a, you know have a garage sale, and rather than pocketing the money, say you know what let's let's pick together as a family something that we can do with the money. Where can and, right. and take the kids down? Let them see, take all the books and go to a book bank. All the like allow them allow them to participate in what you, in what you're involved in. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. such a great a a great thing that any parent or grandparent can do right so what's the the future of the organization ellen well i'm hoping to grow it just slowly and carefully um and like i said to keep the quality intact so it's it's Mm -hmm. done properly I mean, I have been investigating um, taking my curriculum and publishing it, mm-hmm. and then I can scale it, and then I can, uh, you know, bring it out everywhere. Right. But it would be definitely called something else because, it, you know, of course, teachers, classroom teachers, could pick and choose what they what they want to do, but it mm-hmm. would they would do it, I think, very differently. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, that's in the works. I'm thinking of that. I, I'm not sure. I just mm-hmm. go day by day. It's like being a mom of a, you know, of a medically yep. challenged child. You can only you can only move day by day. So that's that's all I do. I just enjoy enjoy each mm-hmm. day as it comes. And yeah, it, so it, I, I, you know it. You know the teaching of of values, um, and I mean you're. There are all those skills that you're also teaching, but I think that teaching values is is something that's very important right now that we um, somehow find a way to get those values um, discussed more. Right. Well, our world right now is very much about the me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the selfies and the, <laughs> the oh, iPhone yeah. and the I, 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 I. Everything is just, it's it's, let's turn that lens around and focus on, on the world around us, and you take the picture of not of yourself of every everyone else out there, and I think that that's what we have to do as a community just focus mm-hmm. on, on not not focus on ourselves so much yeah it really helps helps do that um so how can a school acquire the program if they're interested? Well, they can contact me at um at ellen at projectgiveback.com uh, or they can go online and contact us or um, our, our phone number is 416-485-4008 and that's probably the first step. 
Okay. Okay. Um, and how can other people help? Oh. <laughs> well, you you can help by by just modeling and mm-hmm. creating the best young generation that we can and try mm-hmm. to teach those lessons to our children and to our mm-hmm. grandchildren and our nieces and nephews. Um, that's that's how everybody can help. Yeah, and and do you take? Um, is there opportunity for people to donate money to um, to Project Give Back as well? Yes, they can do that. It is a charity, and they they can do that online as well. And what would that uh, website be again? www.projectgiveback.com. Okay. And just as a final thought, um, what would you like to leave us with as an important? message i just think we have to believe in our kids you know especially Mm. in this helicopter generation which which i am definitely part of um let them breathe let Mm -hmm. them ponder let them fail um but most importantly uh allow them to develop that empathy and to feel for others and to accept others for their differences and I, i think that that's if we all do that We'll be in a much better place. Thanks uh, so much, Ellen, for joining us on uh, Step Right with Lynn. Um, you've got a, a lovely message and a lovely story that you've that you've told us. So I hope um, wish you lots of success for Project Give Back and lots of children to be um, affected by it. Oh, well, so thank thanks you so, much. so much. Thanks for your time, Lynn. Take care. Oh, you're welcome. It's great to have you. Uh, welcome. You. <clears throat> so remember, I welcome your thoughts, comments, questions, and suggestions for guests uh, or ideas for show topics. Send me an email at lynn at stepright.ca. I'd love to chat with you. Remember, I'm here to help. This is Lynn Wedham. The show is Step Right with Lynn. Until next time, take the right steps to support yourself, your family, and your community. Bye for now. Thank you for choosing to listen to Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham will return next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself, your family, and your community. Until next time.